everybody. Welcome into To The Point. Hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday. Wednesday, April 19th. So much that I've been to today. Stanley Cup playoffs are two nights in. I'm enjoying it. I have more thoughts. I have another key theme that I'm noticing throughout the, the league when it just comes to individual work ethic and the want to win. I think I've noticed that over the last number of days. Also, I'm two nights in. I don't know if I'm getting old or something, but I'm already super tired, and I'm two nights into this postseason experiment. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough that it's already two nights, and I'm this tired. But that doesn't matter. I'm gonna power through. I'm enjoying the games. It's not a complaint out of anger because when there's no sports on, that's when you truly are at your wit's end. That's when I'm truly at my worst. But I am tired because the games go long, and the Edmonton game this evening starts at 11.20. Oh, that is like just a kick in the nuts. McDavid has started at 11.20 p.m. is just criminal. But hey, Gary Bettman, keep promoting the game the way that you, you love to do it. Seems seems to be working. But let's start today where the obvious start point. The obvious inflection point, if you will, and that is in the city of Toronto, where last night we saw game one between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs and the so loud, wink, wink, building called Scotiabank Arena. And we saw a drubbing, a 7-3 win by the Tampa Bay Lightning and they grab a one nothing series lead over the Maple Leafs. Before I get into the game, Maple Leaf fans, just breathe. Just breathe. It's one game. Things can change. Lots happen. It's a best of seven. It's not single elimination, so you're not going home yet. And I remain the same. I think you got the better team. You have more health. So, just off the top, just, just breathe it in. Breathe in the good vibes, every, anything you need to stay calm, do that. Because everything is okay for now, at the very least. With that being said, Game 1 between Tampa and Toronto was a tale of two teams. And also, a team that came into a game with a ton of expectation, a lot of pressure, and did not act as if they had any. The Toronto Maple Leafs had a pathetic performance last night. Let's just be honest. They played like crap. Other than their power play, no element of their game was any good. Their defending sucked. Their work ethic sucked. Their decision-making sucked. Their goaltending sucked. It was just top to bottom, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. You knew it was a bad start when the fourth line of Tampa, Pierre Edward Belmar, Corey Perry, get on the board early in the first period. But you didn't see a response. You didn't see Toronto answer in any way. They... They didn't 
wake up until it was too late. Or if they did decide to wake up, then their decision-making or lack thereof killed them. You can start so many places, but I talk all the time about the postseason, you score goals in tight. In the postseason, scoring goals is about being a few feet away from the net, getting close in tight, and finding a way to score goals. It's tough to get to the middle of the ice normally. To get in the crease, to be in that area, you have to be able to get there. You have to work to get that space. It's not given to you like in the regular season. Well, Toronto didn't get that memo. They gave up the middle of the ice like it was free lemonade on the side of the street. They gave up the house. They just said, come on in. Okay, take my home. Take everything in it. Uh, we'll leave. We'll go to the Holiday Inn down the road. Take our home. Take whatever you want in it. It doesn't matter. Braden Point has a knack for getting to the front of the net, but he works to do it. Last night, he didn't have to. didn't matter if it was Riley, TJ Brody, who had an awful game. If it was Mark Giordano, who also played like trash. He, Braden Point went wherever he wanted to go. Kucherov, same thing. Pierre Belmar, Ross Colton, breakaway down the ice. They did not have a plan. They did not have a plan for, for what Tampa was trying to do. And it, it was as if they didn't expect Tampa to work to get to the middle of the ice. I mean, it's, it's pretty common. But no Leafs defense played any good last night. Hall sucked in his own zone. Riley hasn't been good all year. I hear how, you know, that, this is how you know Riley hasn't been playing. He's partnered with Luke Shen, and that tells you everything you need to know. Luke Shen's the, the sixth defenseman on the team. Morgan Riley's paired with him. So first order business, they're, protect the front of your net. Protect the house. Do what you have to do to, to get to that area and protect it. Don't allow people to go willy-nilly. Drive by central. So defensively, there's that. I'm going to come back to Sansonoff because he did not play good, but he's not the reason they lost last night. He's not the biggest reason why I, you know you give up six goals. Oh, Sansonoff was garbage. Was he great? No, but he's not the reason they lost the game. There's more than that. My next pivot is this. Austin Matthews, show up. Show up. You haven't, you've never showed up in a game seven. You've never had a series where I go, wow, you're a superstar in this series. You've always been average. And there's people that have average series every day of the fucking week. Corey Perry is going to have an average series in this series against, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you want to be Corey Perry? Is that, is that what you're you're put up to be. I said this all during the regular season, and it's not because it's a leaf player and I'm being hard on him. I just look at the overall scheme of things, and I talk about it when I see it. This guy is a superstar that got a pass for a regular season that was quite average, that was lackadaisical, that was just let me get to the end of it. It was I don't care. Okay, you get to 40 goals. Austin Matthews scoring 40 goals 
is like me showing up to work. I mean, that's that's not it's it's the it's the bare requirement. It's what you're supposed to do. It's not it's not going above and beyond. It's not punching the clock and staying extra hours, putting in more effort. It's just the bare minimum. That's his that's his season. Forty goals because he's a superstar. This isn't down here with the rest of of the peasants of the league. Okay, he's up here, second best player in the league, voted by experts, not me, but that's where people had him. I still think he's a superstar player, but when you play like an average one. Okay, what are you? But you come out last night and you play a game where you have no intensity, you don't finish a check, you don't change the momentum at all because you have no impact on the game. And the only way I notice that you're actually fucking in the game is you need a power play to do it. You need a power play to bail you out because you have one more player on the ice. How about when you're down 3 nothing? Have a response. You are the leader of the team, whether he wants to admit it or not. Tavares might be the captain. He might have the C on his sweater, but he's an old man who isn't as good as he used to be, and nobody buys into that. Plus, he hasn't said anything interesting since he went to Toronto, so his leadership can't all be that invigorating when you're in a locker room with him. So show up. Mitch Marner has been the best Maple Leaf since the drop of the puck in 2022-2023. Anybody who thinks Matthew's been better than Marner, go back, watch All-82, come back and chat with me. It's not fucking close. Not close. You have a no-show in Game 1? Last night was way more important for Toronto than it was for Tampa. Yes, home ice, the crowds behind you, you have that momentum, you're positive, people are buying India, you're feeling good, Tampa's old, this, that, whatever kind of narrative you want to throw in there, you had it. And you just put a giant shit on your front porch and you quell that momentum. Quashed, gone. I look at the best players in these type of games when that happens. I talked yesterday, I didn't think McDavid played pretty well in game one. Matthews was worse yesterday. You know who played pretty well last night? Really good player? Adam Fox. He's a pretty, pretty solid player. He's won an award in the league, too. He's won a playoff round. Unlike somebody. Jack Hughes played decent. They lost the game, but he played decent. He had an impact on the game. At least he got in the fucking score sheet. Did something that you might remember. So, in order to win, your best players have to be your best players. And Matthews is the least best player. <laughs> Most people think that. I'm not uh, starting to think the latter the more I watch this team. Especially this year, I'll tell you. Wasn't. Wasn't. But the, I'll get to the other parts of it, but it'll be... I think the other shows, it'll be Samsonoff, or it'll be Bunting. Okay, yeah. They had, they had an impact on the game, certainly. How about you show up? Because before all that stuff happened, you're down 3 nothing, Where the team had no life, no pulse, no nothing. Could you have done something about that? Could you have showed up? Could you have made a play? Could you have thrown a hit? Could you... What, you're 6'3", 220? Throw a fucking check. I'm, could that happen? I know you don't like to do it. And just get to my theme. This is my a big my observation yesterday was power plays. And how 
the refs are changing the way the playoff game is played fundamentally. The first night of the NHL postseason, 47% of the goals were on the power play. Last night, it was 42%. So it did go down. There was a lot of penalties called last night, however. So my next big takeaway is that the Toronto that players there are players who get away with it in the regular season through their skill and the game being way more soft. The fact that they can go through the middle of the ice, they can go into the corner, they can make any play they want and have no fear about what's to come. But it's changed now. It's the playoffs. That isn't the. That's not how it. That's not how it rolls. And my big takeaway is there are players like Matthews, Jason Robertson, who I really like. Who I saw it in the Dallas game. Bowen Byram last night for the Colorado Avalanche. Who else can I think of early as I'm looking into this? Nugent Hopkins, a little bit for Edmonton. You can't do what you did in the regular season because the game changes. It's more physical. It's not what it used to be, but it's all, but it's still way more physical. And some players just aren't willing to engage physically or take a hit. And Matthews is in that group for me until proven otherwise. And it's just the truth. Have an impact on the game. Give a shit. Do something. Never. Never seems to transpire. It's always try to make the nice play. It's this, that, or the other. Be willing to take a check. But the big observation is around the league, the best players on individual teams aren't willing to do it. And if you aren't willing to do it and you're the best player, why the fuck, if you're the fourth liner, would you do it? That was in the New Jersey game last night. That was evident. It's evident in Toronto, too. A lot of those defense didn't really want to take the physicality last night. Weren't that interested. Who knows where this goes? Where do we go from here? Michael Bunting. <laughs> Michael Bunting. I would say Michael Bunting is a very effective player with low self-awareness and low hockey IQ. You know when you have a friend or... Just an acquaintance that is very obvious just in public. They say stuff that they shouldn't say. They could be homophobic. They could be sexist. They make jokes about a certain person with maybe they're religious. And it's so evident, but they're oblivious to what they're doing. It should be obvious to that person, yet they continue to do it. Michael Bunting has had the same reputation since about November. The referees don't like him because they don't respect him because he doesn't seem to respect them. Seems fair. 
It's rare in life that you respect somebody that doesn't give you the same level of respect, that doesn't at least give you the time of day. This, that, or the other. Michael Bunting is a player who thinks he should get every call and that he should be able to dive, he should be able to bitch and complain and have no repercussions for it. Well, here's, here's the deal, Michael. That's not the way life works. That's not the way human beings work. People aren't just going to accept that as a fact. People aren't just going to accept that as gospel when you treat referees like shit. When you take a dive. He does it constantly. And last night, his reputation and his lack of hockey IQ, where Eric Chernak doesn't have the puck, he gave it away, you move in, lower the shoulder, no contact with the shoulder, then hit the head. Not, oh, I hit his, brushed his chest and got his head contact. Direct shoulder to the head. Shoulder to the head. Chernak goes down. We now know Chernak is out for game two. It was a dirty hit, and it will be a suspendable hit. Haven't seen too much of the contrary. It's a direct hit to the head. I have no problem with physicality. I have no problem with hits. I have a problem with that one because it was it was just it was direct. It was blatant. It was obviously a suspension. Obviously a suspension. It was it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things in the game because Toronto was going to lose anyway. But to me, I think he gets at least two games. At least two. And if he's playing that way, I don't know if it's that big of a loss. Nice comes in. You get him out of the lineup. His bitching, his complaining. Might help you with officials. Might help you down the line. Because he's not helping you right now. He just... It was bad judgment. It was stupidity. It's a play you can't really defend. Two games minimum for me. He's having a hearing today. Could very well be more. I'd have no problem with that either. Give him three or four games for stupidity. Mark it down as that. They're showing emotion. They're trying to get your team back in the game, and then they're throwing a hit just for selfish reasons and for stupidity. That was that. It's going to be a quicker show today. Dirk is up here with me on the show, if you're just listening to the audio. She's a little impatient today. Hasn't you know? She does a lot of podcasts here. She doesn't get to spend that much time with me. So it's going to be a shorter show. I just wanna, I'm going to recap the Leaf game here, and we'll get back to a normal length tomorrow. So I apologize for the shorter show today. Although there was a lot of blowouts last night. Credit to Seattle for getting a win. But we got four games tonight 
We got Boston and Florida, which is an interesting game for me. Sam Bennett draws in for Florida. Patrice Bergeron remains out for the Boston Bruins with an injury, not an illness. So some news there. We also got Alex Lyon getting the start. Little Joe Pavelski's in concussion protocol for the Dallas Stars, so he's out tonight. And also Eric Chernak for Tampa's out for Game 2 already. Mikey Isomont's out for Game 2. Tanner Janot's questionable to play. Hedman will be a game-time decision. Leaf fans don't panic because if Tampa's all hurt, they're not going to win. Simple as that. Simple as that. Short show today, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow full length. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the games this evening. This is To The Point.